Hello and welcome to another episode of the Impact Consulting Podcast with, with us, your hosts, Loxanne and Molly. And we've got a very special episode for you today because we're going to be both reviewing our crazy years that we've just had, that this year of 2020 that will very soon be behind us, thankfully. And we'll also be looking ahead at 2021 to look at the plans we've just developed for our own consultancy practices and to give you a few tips as well on how you can plan for your own 2021s as well. So without further ado, let's let's talk about this. So Molly, how was 2020 for you? So it was a challenging year in the sense that this was the year of the global pandemic. And of course, that changed a lot of plans and made things a bit more difficult to predict than they've been in the past. And to make matters more interesting, I guess, I it was my first full year of being an independent consultant. On the positive side, I was working remotely. I was already anticipating that I would be working from home and I'd already set up, or I guess we were in the process of setting up our own home office and making the work environment more comfortable. So I think that in some ways I was more prepared for that working at home shift than a lot of people were who were used to working in their offices and hadn't really thought about how they would transition to working at home. So that was definitely an advantage. And it also was an advantage in the sense that it normalized a lot of working at home situations. So I was able to connect with clients and they were also working at home and they kind of, you know, we could kind of bond about that. Um, on the negative side, a lot of things kind of because of the uncertainty, because funding was going strange places, a lot of NGOs didn't want to do fundraising because it's kind of one of those activities that's not, it's obviously very essential, but it often gets pushed to the back burner and starting new projects and starting new consultancies and things like that are just kind of off their radar. So that kind of slowed down for me. But then again, once people figured out, okay, the pandemic's happening, but we still need to do fundraising, we still need to get money, then that opened up new opportunities for me. And it even opened up one opportunity in particular, uh, doing a crowdfunding campaign for COVID response. So not to focus too much on the COVID situation, but I think for most of us, that was kind of the defining characteristic of 2020. And I think, you know, for me, it's no exception. It's the same. Yeah, I think uh, the pandemic had quite different, differing impacts on freelance development consultants, mm -hmm. freelance social Definitely. impact consultants. I think on the one hand, I mean, I've, I've spoken to and you and I have both spoken to a lot of our peers who are freelancers and at least some I've spoken to have said that they have had a lull, a, a break in their work because a lot of their work may be included travel. Yeah. Uh, and then others said they were busier than ever, especially those when we talk about the pandemic, that that implies that there was a lot of social impact development related work to do, you know, whether yeah. it's preparing, whether it's supporting communities in, in our own countries or working to support other countries to develop their pandemic response systems. I think those there were some upsides and then downsides, of course, those who are very reliant on travel. I think to some degree, some of their work just shifted online. Mm 
Mm-hmm. You know, as, as you mentioned, Molly, the pandemic's really sort of normalized working from home and expedited that shift online that well, us, we freelancers have been, you know, leveraging for quite a while anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a huge departure from what I do usually or the style of working that I was planning to do. It was a little bit of because everyone was shifting at once. A lot of things got normalized like Zoom, you know, before 2020, who was using Zoom? And now that has become a really well established way to do meetings. And I think that's a huge advantage for freelancers because you can be in so many different places at once and you can have that connection with clients without needing to spend a lot of your time and money traveling. So in a lot of ways, I think that that was kind of an exciting development of 2020. Well, let's go into that briefly. You know, what were your big consulting achievements for 2020? For me, because it was my first full year consulting, that was a huge achievement was getting through one year and not to get to money focused, but I did achieve my goal. So I set a goal, a pretty reasonable goal. Some would say a little bit low, but I also didn't want to set something that was so crazy. I wouldn't meet it and I'd feel disappointed. So I set something that I felt was pretty reasonable at the beginning of the year. And then I actually was going through my spreadsheet and I was really disappointed because I didn't meet it. And then I realized that I actually, one of my Excel files, you know, the columns wasn't actually adding some of the numbers. And so I fixed that really quick and I realized that actually I'd met my goal and the feeling of meeting the goal, even though, you know, it's not my ultimate goal and I I set a higher one for this year, but just meeting that goal in 2020 was huge. I was really excited and seeing all the, you know, I have each client listed and each invoice and seeing all the different names, it was really just a powerful moment because I felt, okay, I've really had a variety of clients and they've actually paid me for what I've done and I achieved the thing that I set out to achieve. Just meeting that goal, even though it's modest, is it feels great. It feels really good. I think it can be important to to set a financial goal because we are small business people at the end of the day, as much as we care about the social impact that we're creating, we do need to make a living as well. And what would you say were notable achievements for you in terms of the kind of work that you did? I would say, as I mentioned earlier, I did this uh, crowdfunding campaign for emergency COVID response. It was the first time I'd ever done crowdfunding and I learned a lot. Uh, So I was very proud that I developed an understanding of it and now I can advise clients who are interested in in going down that road I can give them good advice about what the process is actually like and whether or not they're ready for it and so you know I'm not I'm not a crowdfunding expert I'm not claiming to be that but I think that I have the skills now the experience to give better advice about the steps that an NGO needs to take in order to get ready for that so that was a big one and then I did several grants, uh, grant applications that I was quite proud of, working with a variety of clients and just kind of diving in and learning about the thing that they were really passionate about. And so challenging myself to work with these different clients who were working in thematic areas I had no experience in, but still able to, to make that connection and also to 
find a way to, to tell their story in a really compelling way. Felt very proud about that. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to I say. That's plenty, I think. Yeah, like, I was going to say, I feel like I should already. have... I should have a longer list or I should have, because, you know, there's other things that I thought I, I did really well, but, you know, it's hard to say because there's not always this tangible outcome. Very good. Very good. And what were a couple of things that perhaps didn't go as you planned? I think that... Or indeed um, something that you've learned. I think one thing that has changed this year is that I used to get more business development through... Uh, or do more business development through conferences and offline events, and especially in London. And obviously that wasn't possible this year. And I think that in some ways, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, and even to an extent now, I kind of go, oh, well, you know, I can't do the offline meetings, so I'm not going to do certain types of business development, or, you know, I'm going to, that's fine for business development. I can't do events, so I'm done. And I think that that's not really a good way to look at it because obviously you need to constantly be doing business development and there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. And this should be a time to actually try those different avenues. So one thing I've, I've started doing very slowly is a mailing list and creating more resources for NGOs that are interested in getting um, fundraising support. So that's one thing that I think I should, I wish I had thought about earlier and thought, okay, events aren't happening. I should do something else instead of being like, oh, events aren't happening. That has been kind of my takeaway from 2020 is that when one way doesn't seem to be working or doesn't seem possible, then you should just change gears and you should get on the next thing and and see where that takes you. Interesting. And are there any useful tools or resources or anything that you came across in 2020 that you would recommend to our listeners this year i learned how to use mailchimp and i know everybody kind of knows what that is uh and then i transitioned from mailchimp to convertkit so i thought that was really interesting and learning how to use that was a useful tool maybe our listeners already know these these technologies I'm not the most tech-savvy person in the world. <laughs> uh, tell me about your 2020. How, how did it go for you? My 2020? Well, I think it was a very surprising year, as it was for many, and certainly didn't turn out how, how any of us expected. And, you know, we, we were supposed to, to get married uh, a couple of months ago. Yeah, which that, was that didn't postponed. happen. <laughs> and, and, you know, just, just also going through my my diary and um, I keep a list as you know of of the places that I travel to on a month by month basis and looking back at 2019 I I as you know I did a lot of travel you know a lot of travel Mm -hmm. for work I think I would would have been to a different place every month for work and then looking at the 2020 travel calendar it was it was pretty bare Uh, but anyway so so 2020 was a funny year and and I would certainly put myself in the category of those who really use that time to really use that pandemic time to reflect and I guess decide to strategize a bit and to to shift um, the focus a little bit of my work. So anyway, just to make make sense of all of that, 
I think at the end of 2019, I went from one intense project at the end of 2019 to another intense project, uh, uh, which took me, which was a kind of 60 working day consultancy with with South Sudan, which involved travel to South Sudan as well. So that that was really a, an intense consultancy that that started right before Christmas last year and then took me into the first few months of the year. And so I didn't really have the the chance to plan in the same way that I would. And I know that I came to the end of what was really my first three-year strategy for my consultancy business. And so I, I'd come to the end of a strategy and was supposed to develop another one, but just couldn't find the time. And in addition to that, I didn't really have the time to do a 2020 plan either. So I I think I ended this consultancy in in around Mar- in around April time and then the, obviously we we're in lockdown by then and unexpectedly I had a bit of a, a pause in, in work which was probably the second time that had happened in my seven year consulting career. It, it wasn't a long pause and it was also because I'd, I'd said no to some work that had come up previously but I ended up with a bit more time than I had expected and so the way I used that time was to really try and plan and strategize. I did a, I did another three-year strategy and um, set some goals for the year as well. And so I guess that was really the main thing that marked 2020 for me. I was doing a lot less traveling. I, I ended up working on a few inten- pretty intense consultancies for the rest of the year. Uh, but what really marked it for me was that I worked on really looking to level up as as we say at the impact consulting hub you know to go from to see how i could go from the status of a contractor who was always looking looking at applying for different projects and looking at just doing projects to reassessing my consultancy practice looking at developing my own vision and mission and then looking at how i could develop my my authority and expertise in a way that i would be seen more as an expert to go to as opposed to just a contractor. So so that's mainly, I, I guess, my what I would see as my main achievement. And, you know, I worked with a business coach, uh, a guy called Martin Vera, an old university friend of mine who is now a business coach and, and, and someone I want to engage in this community as well because mm-hmm. he has he, he's helped me a lot. And we worked together to, to really reflect on, you know, what actually is my mission and vision in consulting you know why am I doing this and so I developed that and I developed a, a three-year strategy and um, that that really helped me to focus my work and I think that reflection then led to things like me starting the migration and diaspora podcast which which has opened up a lot of doors for me in my migration consulting work and and it led me to say no to some other projects too uh, and to really I guess look at how I could be more strategic with my with my time uh, so yeah that's that's I guess how 2020 went for me and and I worked on a project uh, in Fiji as well I think a lot of my projects were disrupted by the by the travel restrictions so I did a, I ended up doing a diaspora mapping of the Fijian diaspora of Australia solely from distance uh, online you know we were meant to go over there but we couldn't do that uh, so we did that all online, and I think that was achievement as well. And lastly, I uh, ended up making some forays into more public speaking opportunities, uh, obviously online, 
but public speaking opportunities and also training. I did a fully online training for the government of Indonesia in migration at the end of 2020 as well. So that was something I've been wanting to do more of and I guess also vindicates a little bit the way in which I was looking at my consultancy practice more strategically to see how I could work on higher value projects as well. That's all good stuff and that's obviously great to hear and I'm glad that you had a good 2020 but was there anything that didn't go quite right or anything that you would have done differently looking back now? As I mentioned there was this short lull in consulting work where I felt a little bit lost for a few weeks. I think I, I was a bit overdramatic at the time and especially because you know the pandemic was there, lockdown was in place so everyone was catastrophizing a little bit in their minds. Out and there fighting for toilet roll. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I wasn't uh, an exception to this. I think overall, ultimately, it was, it was a very valuable opportunity that pushed me to reflect more and change my strategy. But there was a period where I was between, between projects and wondering, you know, what should I be doing? I'm, I'm, is, is work going to stop this year because I'm unable to travel? So that's kind of what didn't really go to plan. But again, that then pushed me to do, um, to reflect more, to develop a strategy and to try and level up my consulting business. Moving forward, what was the lesson that you took from that? Was it to, well, I'll let you answer, but what was the lesson, you, your takeaway? I think have faith in your work. I think if you do do things right in terms of laying laying the um, in, in terms of developing your personal brand in terms of networking in a way that uh, allows you to generally generate a strong stream of consulting opportunities then those infrequent pauses in your work can actually be extremely valuable opportunities to, to take a break um, and and to reflect and also, one big thing that I worked on throughout this year was, you know, and in, in the context of leveling up and developing my personal brand was about the power of things like podcasting and the power of, of things like um, developing your mailing list, uh, which, which you alluded to, Molly. As freelancers, we are small businesses. You know, I think at the early stages, every, everyone knows you need to network, but it's not just about networking it's not just about adding people on linkedin it's also about how do you scale up that networking and how do you create value for your network so those are big things that i worked on throughout the year which which led me to create a lot more content uh, including through the podcast and to develop that mailing list in the same way that you have where you are when you have a mailing list and and one one resource i would recommend is uh, some of the is is the email marketing course by Pat Flynn, a guy called Pat Finn, Pat sorry Pat Flynn, um, that you can find online, and we can put a link in the show notes. Uh, because it, developing a mailing list is really that way to scale up your networking, to scale up your uh, that value creation. You know, when you can, especially with freelancers, we're generally um, specialists. You know, we we work within a given niche. So if you can build a bit of an audience in your niche and create value for them, then generally you will be rewarded, in my view. And I feel that my podcasting has already created some of those opportunities like speaking and, and training. 
And is there anything, so maybe our listeners are kind of thinking about making the plan, their plans for 2021, and I know that both of us went through that ourselves and put it all in writing and, and made that plan together, but is there anything, because you helped me on mine, is there anything that you would advise listeners to do in order to make their strategies for 2021? Yeah, so I think it's good to also think about why we should plan ahead and why we should strategize. And at least from my perspective, planning ahead just allows me to focus more. Uh, It allows me to work out what I think is important. And then it allows me to work out what I should be doing on a day-to-day basis to make sure I'm on track. So I'm a big fan of planning. As you know, I did did it. And as I said, I did three-year plans and I just did a a new three-year plan. Uh, Well, not just, but... um, earlier this year during lockdown and then you and I have both developed our one-year plans for the for 2021 and so this is something that I think we'd both recommend as a a process to go go through and the way that I would suggest doing it is to start from start with a brainstorming you know make it easy for yourself just try and come up with some things that you want to do things that you want to achieve in the next year and you don't put too much pressure on yourself through this process just try even it, some suggest just trying to come up with some bad ideas you know um, come up with a lot of ideas through a brainstorming session you can do this you know you can do also find someone uh, within the impact consulting hub community to do this with to keep yourself accountable and uh, just brainstorm and then the next step i would say is to kind of whittle down that list that brainstorming list of things that you want to achieve and craft them into a few top line objectives. And, you know, Molly and, Molly and I are going to go through our 2021 plans in a moment. But whittle those down into a few objectives. I would say the fewer the better. You know, you might even have one objective to achieve in 2021. And then once you've set those objectives, then you can look into how do you actually achieve those objectives. And then you can look into what would in what would be an indicator of success in those objectives uh, and so for those kind of sub objectives i would say it's good to be specific and it's good you know i guess in the development world that that most of us are in we talk about monitoring indicators and how they should be smart right specific measurable um you know time uh, time bound uh, yeah. and so on so so that's what what i'd recommend that you do for yourself um so Let's have a look, little talk about our um, annual plans. So Molly, 2021, what does 2021 have in store for Molly Morrison Consulting? So my first objective is to become the go-to expert on fundraising for small to medium NGOs. So that's kind of the top level objective. And then I put in an indicator, which is the amount of money I would earn Um you, just to indicate that I'm getting a certain number of working days uh, and getting a certain number of clients. One big thing I really want to work on is billing clients properly. That means charging the right amount and also making sure that my fees or the amount that I actually invoice a client matches how much time and work I actually spent on the project because I definitely underbill. <laughs> so that's something that I want to correct uh, in 2021 
And then I also want to build a stronger network and potential client base. So this is all about networking. It's about getting people on LinkedIn. So I want to grow just for a concrete goal. I want to grow my LinkedIn contacts from now it's at 500 something and I want to get to 1000 and then I want to continue to build my mailing list and I want to do one-on-one calls with people who are involved in fundraising and also with donors and also you, you know use the impact consulting hub to connect with people who have expertise and have experience because I know that fundraising is a really big topic and it's good to get a lot of different perspectives because there's so many different ways to get fundraising and I don't want to close any of those doors by just being ignorant. So I want to reach out, build that network, get in touch with people and then I also want to do content creation. So that includes blog articles. So I've set the goal of six, kind of random, but I thought, you know, if I put a number on there, it gives me something to work towards and it will also lessen my guilt you know, you get that feeling of guilt where you're always feeling like, oh, I should be doing more. I should have done this. I should have done that. And if I say, okay, I'm going to do six, then once you hit six, you're good. You don't need to guilt trip yourself. Yeah. And it also gives you a, 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 a well, it sets that target. And once you've hit the target, you can then go back and review your progress and, and review the impact of it. Evaluate exactly. it. Exactly. It really, having that target really helps your mental state of just building that plan for you yourself and I think for a lot of people who are employed in full-time jobs they often have a boss or a manager who sets these goals for them and as a freelancer you have to set the goals for yourself and you know you have to be your own manager so that's what I've I've done I've also said that I want to record 10 podcasts uh, send a quarterly newsletter and create uh, three different lead magnets so that's how you can kind of attract people to get onto your mailing list yeah these are just for those who aren't as familiar with email marketing a lead magnet is a is a way to term some sort of resource or some sort of uh, content that you create online that then uh, attracts people to sign up to your mailing list Exactly. And I did that already. I I have a, my lead magnet was a 100, it was a list basically of 100 donors and, you know, just foundations and trusts that they could essentially look at. So basically anyone who wants that resource I know is either a small or medium, maybe a large, probably not, uh, NGO that is looking for funding. So I know that they will be interested in the blog articles I put out. They'll be interested in seeing what I'm doing, they might be interested in becoming a client. So it's just a way of attracting the right audience. And so that was successful um, in a limited way. Obviously, I have a smaller network. I'm just getting started. But it was successful in terms of the network that I have now. So I'm definitely curious to do it again and see if I can create better resources, if I can build that network and, and do these different cool exciting things indeed and we're, well we're going to be talking more about email marketing in, in a separate episode yeah um but yeah i think that's that's kind of a very um good set i mean also just to note that everyone's 2021 plan is going to be crafted in a bit of a different way because there's going to be different things that 
drive you and your you know i think your plan will also depend on where you're at in in the in the stages of the of the consultancy um life and consultancy journey as well you know whether you're you're at the stage you're in molly where you're heading into your second year or if you're at my stage where uh, as as i've said you know i've really been focused on that leveling up agenda as well um Mm -hmm. anyway so shall shall we talk about my plan yeah i'm (laughs) eager to hear I'm sure everyone is eager to hear about oh, my plan. Oh, yeah. Um, so my, my plan's a bit... My plan's done, done very differently, and my plan's also quite simple. Uh, so I've got... I'm not going to go through it all because um, I, I kind of take the approach of incorporating, you know, my whole life into a plan. So, you know, I've got a plan. I've got an objective for my main consultancy work. I've got an objective for the Impact Consulting Hub, and then I've got objectives for things like, you know, wealth and investments and health and well-being and things like that. But anyway, I'm going to going to focus on my consultancy work. And my main objective is really to further develop authority as the go to independent consultant in the field of migration and diaspora engagement. And well, first of all, I know this may at first glance seem a bit um, narcissistic in a way, you know, th- you know that I just want to develop authority and be be the expert but I think for for both of us you know that these are means to an end right and and this is what I mean when I talk about when I talked earlier about the the kind of mission and vision so all this kind of ties in with my mission and vision which which without going into it in detail is is about helping communities and helping people uh, by using my analytical skills that I believe I have and my expertise in in the field of migration and so so anyway coming back to 2021 this idea of further developing authority so this is really about again coming back to this leveling up agenda of trying to move from being a contractor who looks for projects to an expert um, whom clients go to to get expertise and to to help them and so in terms of how I'm going to do that I think I already started the work in 2020 and it's it's continuing on for that but I want to look at um, launching a, an external brand for my consultancy work um, I think at least in in what I'm doing right now I'm feeling some limitations to a personal brand um, and I think there are, there are some merits to going with an external brand and this is something that we're going to talk about in in uh, other articles and, and podcasts but anyway I'm looking at launching an external brand um, still still figuring it out but anyway uh, I want to complete a year of one podcast episode per week that's for my migration and diaspora podcast and that's because already the first 13 episodes have uh, I believe opened doors for me and allowed me to help my community more and I think finishing that year uh, of pod- podcast episodes before then looking back and evaluating what it's brought to me and my community is is a good idea uh, I want to create um, and then I'll, I've got some targets as Molly has for creating more content and more resources and so on uh, and again to further demonstrate my authority and expertise in the sector and uh, become a more valuable consultant and provider for my community um, and then I want to do more speaking and training assignments that's the main objective and the main targets I've set myself for 2021. So now I know that anything that comes up, you know, we're all inundated with different opportunities and options and 
directions, possible directions for, for what we can do on a given day. But hopefully this, this kind of forward planning uh, and, and setting of objectives, objectives and targets is a way for us to screen all those things that come up and say no to things that don't fit in with our, our objectives. That's kind of my, my main 2021 plan. And of course, I've got another objective about developing, you know, that, that you and I will do in terms of developing the Impact Consulting Hub into a bigger community and a more useful community. All that to say that I think setting a very few, very small number of big objectives and some targets that link to that is a way to make sure that you focus on the right things and that you stay on track. Okay, anyway, now we've covered some of the boring stuff. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Molly, what, what are some of the fun things or hopes that you have for 2021? Really looking forward to a wedding, <laughs> namely <laughs> ours, yeah. So hopefully that will be possible. And I'm definitely looking forward to getting back to the US. Uh, I have a friend's wedding, I'll be a bridesmaid, and I also have a new nephew to meet. So I'm definitely looking forward to being able to travel, being able to see people again, and take advantage of all those things that we are not allowed to do now. Yeah, a good answer. I think, well, in addition to getting married, I think I'm more looking forward to the honeymoon, to be honest. So <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, hopefully that will happen, and hopefully that will involve some interesting travels. Um, yes. And hopefully we'll, um, you know, be back into traveling I guess by the second half of the year, which I think will help with at least certainly my consultancy practice as well. Uh, we've also been upgrading our, our working from home setups. Yes, I think, and I think that's something that you folks listening as well might want to think about. As well. Yeah, every, everyone's got their their strange lighting and their their awkward Zoom video settings where I don't know they're in their kitchen or they've got. I don't know. A messy bed in the background or messy bookshelf or whatever. Exactly, exactly. And I recently upgraded my working from home setup and I posted I posted a photo on the um, Impact Consulting Hub Instagram and Facebook accounts if anyone's interested in our working from home setups. But, you know, I think especially upgrading your webcam, upgrading your audio, getting professional, getting a professional microphone, it can really help you to create a much more immersive um, video conferencing experience and uh, that's also useful for things like online trainings uh, and better connecting with your clients and your audiences. Yeah exactly it has home. more of that personal touch of being able to see people and hear people without the interference of a grainy camera or a fuzzy mic and you know it can kind of help with that personal touch that we've all been missing so much this year so it's definitely worth looking into and it, it's actually a lot easier for than you'd think to set up even I can do it so exactly anyone so, can yeah <laughs> in, indeed um so yeah I hope hopefully 2021 will be much more uh, exciting and positive than 2020 for 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 us and for all of you out there so um yeah what are your 2021 goals you know how are you uh, we'd, we'd love to hear how you've been planning your year ahead and you know you can get in touch via the um, google group that we have and if you're not part of the google group then then join it you'll need to join the mailing list on impactconsultinghub.com we, we'd love to hear from you and you know we've put our objectives on record here you know because one of the important reasons why 
you do these sorts of plans are to keep yourself accountable and hopefully by putting them on a podcast we can come back next year and see and see how we've done exactly anyway thank you so much for listening to this podcast i hope you found it useful um and from both of us we'd like to wish you a, a very happy new year and that we hope everything goes well for you in 2021 yes yeah, stay safe out there thank you so much for listening to the impact consulting podcast If you want more free advice and guidance on becoming a freelance consultant in the social impact and international development space, head to impactconsultinghub.com and subscribe to our mailing list. We'd love to see how we can help. Thanks again for tuning in and see you next time.